Welcome to the 188th episode of Sawdust Nation podcast, where we have a full house tonight. This is Josh from North Country Woodworking. And I'm Nat from Nap's Naughty Works LLC. This is Tim from uh, Gears and Fire. Hi, I'm Ben with Beach Time Woodworks. And this is Victor from Women Designs, and I'm here, I'm a special guest, and we're here to talk about what's going on in my shop. Just your shop, huh? I see. That's what my shop. I see, yep. shop. I see what it is. The rest of you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you set me up for that one, Josh. Nice. I mean, I mean, Victor is literally in his shop enjoying himself right now. That's I'm right. That's right. Honest. Somebody's got to do it. Come on, I never get up. I mean, I'm in my shop. I'm in my shop. I mean, yes, Tim, you're in your shop, but it looks like Victor's actually doing stuff currently, like legitimately doing stuff, making something in his shop. Yeah, one, one, yeah, one day, one day every year. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, like that one day every year, I'm trying to figure out what day that's going to be for me when I get back in the shop. Um, I've wanted to get out there every day. I've gotten home from work. But then I sit down on the couch and I say, you know, this is great. You know, um, uh, this weekend I won't have any football to watch. Uh, neither the next week because I don't care who's playing. Uh, Lions lost. That is what it is. Um, kick kick the field goal, Dan. Um <laughs> But either way, laces out, Dan. But uh, yeah, right. And I was thinking, like, you make a meme that says laces out, Dan, but really it's, you know, Dan Campbell's like, kick the field goal, Dan. Uh, but I'll tell you what, there's no real shoulda, coulda, would on there. I'm just going to go ahead and debunk this now. Our field goal kicker could have easily missed those two field goals, you know, and then we would have hated him for kicking a field goal. So honestly, at the end of the day, I don't care. We got as far as we did. Haven't been there like ever since like 1957, I think. So we're doing okay. Uh, we'll be we'll be back next year, I think. I think I'm not gonna be like a Cowboys fan and be like, "Oh, we them boys," and then we're kicked out of the first round of playoffs again. Oh no! You know, so I'm just gonna. Ooh, there might be a football war on this episode. <laughs> there might <laughs> Moving be. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, seriously though, I've been tired, man. Like these guys see it, and if patrons are watching, which we got Todd in the chat there, what's going on, Todd? Um, I I see myself. I look tired. Like I'm I'm pretty pretty. Beat. <laughs> so, anyways, enough about me. This is a Victor's episode, isn't it? Oh wow, <laughs> it is. Uh, okay, guys. So I have a couple of things going on in the shop. Um, as you can see, the wall behind me. I'm actually starting to do organization. I'm actually putting up some tools and trying to organize this year, 2024, is going to be the year of organization. Um, I took a page out of um, somebody's book that shall name nameless that almost cut his finger off. But, um, I, I, oh, sorry, I said that out loud. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've got all mine. I said almost. And the I said almost. Uh, but no, this is, I've gotten to the point in my shop where uh, I actually have more stuff in the shop than projects. So, um, this needs to get done. Um, I started, as you can see, I started putting some, some tools on the wall there. Um, I know you guys know about the CNC. That is a goal that I would like to finish up by the end of the year. And if I don't clean the shop up, there is no way that's going to happen. So um, I also wanted to take a couple of seconds to show everybody here this week. I'm going to try to get on my Etsy. I'm going to try to get a couple of items up there. Um, a lot of you have Festool hose, 20, uh, 27 millimeter uh, hoses. So um, I know. You have a 27 of, millimeter hose? Yep, 27 millimeter hose there. 
keep it up here. That, uh, might, that might be the title. Right? Yeah, <laughs> so where's my people? <laughs> for all you Patreons that are on here, you can see I have the standard hose clamp, right? It holds the hose. It holds the um, electrical power cord. So what I did was I actually decided to add a little hole on the top of it. I put a ring on it. And now what I do is, and for all you Patreons, you can see I have a little sanding station. So I take my, I take my sander out. I pull these off. And now I'm good to go. And something does that, it. That's awesome. That's a good system. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, you got to do yourself a favor and don't buy the, um, the, just buy one of these. Sorry about that. And of course now it has to pull that. But as you can see, I, I have to change the ring on that. Um, the ring that I have on it is just a regular, regular ring here. Unfortunately, these break. So I'm going to have to go ahead and purchase a, a regular key ring, but they do work. I've been using them now for over a year. I also, I'm going to put on Etsy, I also have a uh, wall-mountable um, hose clamp here. So for anybody that wants to have a dedicated uh, a dedicated sanding station, um, you guys obviously would need to mount it either on a wall or some other, some other facet. These actually work very well. I haven't had one break. I pop them off. I put them back on. Not a problem. Um, so I will be putting those up on Etsy this week. The downside is right now I am just putting up the file. Uh, I need to get the okay. the printers ready so I can start printing them and start shipping them out. Um, so I, I'm, I wanted to just show this on the podcast. I'm hoping that some of you like it. If you guys can reach out to me, let me know if it's something that you would consider. If you you know think it's a good idea, please let me know. I also wanted to do a shout out to Joey Steelblade. If you haven't heard of him before, go over to his Etsy store and pick up one of these Milwaukee um, Milwaukee uh, battery holders. They are awesome. You put them up, they are a space saver. I, I actually put them up on my I put them up on a story that I had. I have I have um, I have two drills on it and four batteries on it, and it, it's it's great. So that's what I've been doing lately. Um, like I said, this year is the is the year of uh, is a year of organization. Um, I'm planning on printing. In in the meantime, I'm also designing a lot of holders that I plan to use on these on all these uh, tools that I'm putting up. So, uh, oh, by the way, don't forget this. Control. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, you got a, a shirt there. I, I very much like it here. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Troll noun. Uh, dash meaning I may not know what you're making, but in my opinion, tells me you're doing it wrong. Yep. Uh, most, most, most definitely. You can actually pick that up on Joey's Etsy store as well. I like it. I feel like somewhere on there should be. You no, know, I've been doing this professionally <laughs> for about 25 years, so I yes. know what I'm talking about. Yeah, those are my favorite people. Like when they're like, "Oh yeah, you know, so I've been doing this for a while. So like, you're CNC. Yep. You're not. It's not handmade. You know, just." <laughs> I use uh, traditional tools. That's that. That's an actual handmade piece of machine, uh, piece of uh, wood or whatever. And it's just like, okay, cool, bro. Like, 
you do realize I had to learn the program, right? Like I actually had to learn how to do yeah. all this. Oh, and hey, by the way, <laughs> I had to use hand tools and, you know, table saws and everything else to make panels and do all this. So it's like, I guess it just manifested itself. Weird. Um, but hey, you know, it, haters, it haters going to hate. Hey, they can hate all they want. I think we're all hybrids yep. in this, uh, this particular uh, podcast tonight just because we all use machines and we all use hand tools. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, not to mention all the uh, all the learning you need to do on the software side. I mean, design. Mm-hmm. Else. I mean, any any time there's innovation with anything, there's always always going to be haters. Um, I don't know if anybody follows Alex Steele, the blacksmith from the UK. Uh, long like so. he was, he started blacksmithing when he was like eleven or twelve, and but he did this great video of like, you know, why do I use a power hammer? People tell me I'm not a blacksmith because he's a power hammer. I think back to the first caveman that went from a rock to a rock with a stick. That's an innovation. You know, that adding the stick makes the work more efficient, but he's still making the work. You know what I mean? He's still creating the piece, regardless of the tool that he's using. He's still doing the work. CNC is no different. You're still making a cut. You still have to follow, you know, a plan, so to speak, so that everything fits right. To me, that's still woodworking, right? Well, what's even crazier is like when you go to like correlate things to price and everything, people are like, well, that only took you like 15 minutes to do. Like, why does it cost like $85? Well, let me explain to you why it costs $85. It's not the fact that it took me 15 minutes to make it. It was the hours and hours and hours of figuring out how to do what it is I did in 15 minutes that you're paying for. You're paying for an expeditious service that is, well, close to perfection, uh, at least in our eyes, right? Because, you know, there's never everything right. anything perfect. There's always going to be a, uh, what is it called? Well, it's character and you add character. Like, yeah, you add like how much do you add for that, Ben? I think it was like 15, 30, maybe 50 bucks. Absolutely. Character, you yeah. just add a price. Yeah, exactly. I think know, like, but I mean, but the short answer, Nap, is like they're paying for experience. Like yeah. you want to pay somebody that doesn't know what they're doing, you want to pay somebody that does know what they're doing. Right. Regardless of how much time. <laughs> what do you want? Like, like exactly. Like, so like, for example, I've had guys make uh 3d models before I me. Mean, and this is before I knew you, Tim, cause I know you know how to do stuff in SolidWorks. you know, the, that probably better than some folks that I've even hired in the past. Um, I've had people make 3d models and you know, it, it costs money. Like, Hey, here's this 2d image. Can you make this into something 3d for me? Uh, and, and it's not like over the top expensive, but it's still, it's still a couple of dollars, you know? Um, and they do it rather quickly. You know, they do it in like a day or two, depending on the complexity of the item. And, you know, I don't even bat an eye when I pay for the model. Cause it's like one, the model's mine now. Uh, and two, um, I didn't have to do it. <laughs> and three, yeah, they spent the time to learn how to use the software. So Tim, if I, you know, if, if I had you make something for me, you said, Hey, this is how much it's going to be. Guess what I'm going to say? Okay. You know, because I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and nickel and dime you based on your experience. Now, if you go like, hey, that's gonna be like four hundred dollars, but you can kiss my, you know, but you know, there is a reasonable price for things like that. If you said like, you know, forty to fifty bucks for a model, depending on what it is, right? I'd be like, okay, like I'm gonna pay you for that because you spent the time and you learned the software and you gave me a good product. Uh, And now, mind you, after you cut. A product right and I've, I've dealt with this with some of the people that have made models for me um i said hey i don't necessarily like how this came out 
uh, like because I'll do like test carves and certain details. Uh, Learn from yours truly here in the in, in the podcast here, Ben Warren. Uh, I went ahead, you know, I'll take certain sections of a 3D model that they make that I want to see the most detail in, and I'll cut it. I'll do like a four by four square and a spire, and I'll go ahead and cut that 3D piece out because guess what? The program only recognizes there's a four by four section, so I'm going to go ahead and cut that section, which will take 30 minutes rather than you know seven hours to watch a roughing pass happen on a whole piece, and I'll see if it's going to work for me. Uh, and people have worked with me on that stuff as well. So, but yeah, all that to say experience means money. And if people don't understand that, I think they need to uh, just go to Hobby Lobby. So, but you you hit the nail on the head. You said it just now, you know, that most of our customers and most of the people we deal with don't value that because they don't put the time and effort into the stuff we do No, as makers in the community and the people here, even we, we do because like, if like Ben comes to me and goes, Hey, I need help with this. We work together. We work it out. We know how long it takes to learn and put forth that effort to create things, but the average client does not. And they just see what they see every day. They scroll, they see, they click, they buy. Why isn't it done? Why isn't it shipped? <laughs> yeah. Why aren't you done with this yet? I ordered it yesterday. Um, this takes a couple days <laughs> at lead time. There's a lead time. It says it in there. <laughs> yeah, the old shadow box vending machine is broke, so I got to whip one out. Sorry. Yeah, for I real. like that. <laughs> shadow box vending machine. There are so many totals. Yeah. So I'm rather, I'm rather curious, actually. So, Ben, um, you do a lot of 3D work, okay? And I know, based on conversations we've had in the past, it could take a while for certain jobs to uh, to happen. You know, certain carbs, they take upwards of 36 hours uh, from roughing to finishing pass, depending on the size. Um, how do you typically, like, go about making batched items, right? Because you, you know, you have, what, as, like, as a two-by-four CNC, right, if I'm not mistaken. And, you know, you run, I would say, a few jobs at a time because you're one, a wizard with, you know, Vectric, but... Uh, you could probably run like three <clears throat> different jobs in one pass, but how do you manage your time, especially when it comes to making these long drawn out projects on your CNC? Well, uh, the smaller jobs, obviously you can, you can batch them out. Uh, for example, the baby plaques that I do, I can do four at a time. Uh, so th- that one I can d- get, get pretty good at. Um, if I wanted to panel it up, I could probably do eight at a time. I just don't like doing panels i'm horrible at gluing panels up and the person i used to have do it for me moved so um (laughs) anyhow the um the larger projects it is what it is it takes time and there's no way around that um the main difference between myself and a lot of the, the the crafters out there is that cnc 3d work on a cnc just takes time people don't want to take that much time they don't want to tie their machine up for 12 30 24 36 hours and they would rather do a simple job that can take two hours or less and keep going i get that that's wonderful i think it's a great thing i like specializing in that 3d custom field because there aren't a lot of people that can do that the only way to batch a 3d artwork is to have multiple cnc machines that's the simple answer and if you're if you're willing to tie your machine up, um, then you also got to be willing to have people pay you for your time. Um, me and Nap have talked about this extensively. 
I unfortunately undercharge a lot. Yeah, I want to. I want to like. I, sorry, podcast <laughs> folks, you're gonna get a beep or something or a cut version. I want to like kick your ass every time you tell beep. me that you charge for something because I'm like Ben. No. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I'm the kind of guy that. Man. <laughs> I know, and and I don't mean to. It's just I. Um, a lot of times, I'm just trying to you know help people out. Now there are other times that um, I do charge. Uh, that 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 um, the badge I did for the Air Force uh, that with the Indian. Uh, I, I I'm sorry, I don't no, remember. Master Chief, Chief Sergeant. It's Chief Chief Master oh, Sergeant uh, with the Chief uh, Master Sergeant. Yeah. Now that one I actually charged. I'm sorry, I'm not military guys. You're good. You're good. Um, no, you're but good, man. but I did charge. I did charge for that one, and that one did take 22 hour uh, cut time. Um, now another thing that reason I take so long in my CNC work, and and everybody on this podcast knows, I hate sanding. That. So that is where my step over ratio. I will run it down to six percent or less. And most people will do eight and a half to 10, but you're going to have sanding to do left over. I'd rather spend my time on the CNC, letting it do the sanding for me where it comes off at a 220, 320 versus me having to sand it. And that's a difference. A lot of guys, you know, Knapp doesn't mind sanding. He he can do it. He does it really well. No, I I hate it. And it's his fault that I own a Merca. Because I was like, oh, this is cool. I could I could buy this machine and it'll solve all my problems. Unfortunately, unfortunately, I found out it does not do 3D sanding. <laughs> you, you you sand all your detail off. <laughs> Unless, and there's two things, right? I've seen a bunch of guys do this stuff. There's actually two methods to sell to solve the sanding of 3D. Okay. Um, so Merca, but I think Surf Prep does it maybe better. Is there sponge sanders that works pretty well? It, it that it can. Uh, but then, the, the, but then there's a sanding, okay. But then there's a sanding mop. So there's a lot of people yes. that do 3D that use the drill and a sanding <clears throat> mop, and they do that. I I will do a sanding mop. Um, I have a I bought two of them actually, um, and I have used those. The problem is when you get in a really really fine detail. That's where you have to do it by hand yeah. and get in those grooves. You can't use a sanding mop. That detail is going to be gone. That's character. Um, there, there's also, your title. Figure, character. Add $10. Eraser. What's that, Tim? <clears throat> but like, you could, would it work to use like a sandblaster, like a small scale sandblaster? It, it could, but because the uh, wood is such, okay, I, I hate to say this, but wood is a soft medium. Unfortunately, yeah. Well, Unless, yeah. I mean, I know what you mean, Tim, as far as your sandblaster, but I think when you're trying to use sand to clean or do things like that, it requires mm-hmm. a relatively high pressure. I think, uh, maybe I don't know. I, I've only ever used high pressure sandblasters, so I don't really know. Yeah, I I don't. I'd like to say that the it, for me, it's just going at a step over ratio that's smaller and letting the machine do it. I don't have a problem with it. I think it comes out great, but it takes time. And again, I'm sacrificing time for these 3D custom models that I do. And most of them are, are all custom. So that's what I do. Um, but I mean, you're not sitting there watching the machine the whole time either. I mean, you can set it. A lot of times it. I am. Um, 
I'll be honest with you. I am do. I've learned from Nap and Josh that I can do other things in my shop. Yep. At the same time, so I can cut some other thing, cut pieces out wood and get them ready. I have a laser now, thanks to Nap and Josh, and so I can also. <laughs> yeah, Candy still wants to talk to you about that. That's so funny. I will talk to Miss Candy all day, every day. She's a wonderful lady. She won't do anything to me. She, She'll do she something is. to you, but she won't do anything to me. So now I have a, a a laser that I can can use and play with at the same time, and I thank those guys for 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 helping me with that. Um, so I I have learned to to broaden my horizons and not just be a, a one project kind of person. That's good. Hey Ben, how long how long is one of your carves? I mean, what's the average 3D carve that you're doing? I mean, are you talking more than eight hours? It it averages probably six to ten hours. Oh wow, okay. Yeah, on average. Yeah. Right. yeah, it's a it's so a two day usually a two day process. Would I'll split it, it up. Benefit you to just invest in like a second CNC, but like a much smaller platform. Like I, I, I don't even know what the smallest is anymore. But like, say like you know twelve yeah. by twelve or something. Like, how big are you typically? How big are your carves? You know what I mean. Well, I'm getting bigger and bigger actually. So the carves are ta- taking longer. Um, okay. But my average carve is is probably uh, ten by thirteen. So. The Shapeco, I don't even know what the heck number they're up to. Basically, it's like eighteen by thirty. Yeah, so it's like half of it's half of. You have an XL or double XL? I think it's just the XL. Okay, yeah, Shapeco XL. That was like one of their for one of their first lines of machines. Okay. Yeah, because like uh, that's what I have is a the three three triple XL the th- the third version but that's so, 31 by 31 or so mm-hmm. but like I said the half size version that'd be perfect for you Ben because like I said that platform is like 18 by 30 right yeah it's so just convincing like the wife that. that I'm buying another car in the garage yeah <laughs> so so I, I would like to say this real quick before I forget uh, Nat mentioned taking a four by four piece of the of a three D yeah. model and cutting a four by four piece. The the part that he left out on that, uh, I'd like to mention real quickly. You can make it even smaller. You can do two by two, yeah. and that's what I do. Um, the The great thing about doing that is once you carve that, you can now take that and then figure out the size that you're going to have and whatever time it took to do that two by two. Then you multiply it for your piece, and you're going to know how much time it takes to carve that that piece out. I didn't even think about and that. And that, that really does work very, very well. On my particular machine, I have an Axiom, and it has an um, estimator. Um, mm-hmm. The Vectric has an estimator in the software. That doesn't work. But <laughs> the machine, the, well, there's reasons for that. But, I, but the, the machine itself that I have, actually has a controller that once you plug plug in the program you can actually run a time and it will give you within two minutes of that time so i can i get a cheat and use that i'm sorry one last thing i just i can't i I just don't want to forget it uh for everybody out there that has vectric or is thinking about getting vectric version 12 is coming out and it has changed drastically from everything else that you've seen it's going to be a lot of new learning in vectric coming 
coming out with with God, version still, twelve. I'm still on version but, six point five. But 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 there's a guy. I know a guy. I know a guy too. I think his uh, his initials are M and M. Um, Eminem. Eminem. And and he is already working on the tutorials for version twelve. I'm excited to see so what Mike has to offer for that. I'm just really just letting you know that. Yeah, Michael is, is gonna be uh, a godsend for that. <laughs> and Vetric is also having the user group meeting in Austin, Texas. October. No. I've already taken I've already blocked out an entire week of my work for vacation. I am wow. going to be there. Michael yeah. is going to be there. If I didn't have a wedding to go in August and I wasn't moving possibly in June, I'd be there. You take a week off to go I to, am. Vectric, to Vectricon, but you won't take a week off to go to Maker Camp. What's or WorkbenchCon. <laughs> or WorkbenchCon. Mm. Come on, mm. man. Let's see where your priorities are, Ben. No. No, we get it, though, bud. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm sorry. No, I Ben, no, we, no. we we appreciate everything you do for us, Ben, and also bringing us good information. Uh, just know, um, Mike might get like a bunch of personal message from me. Hey, how'd you do that? Hey, you you call if, if you call him Mike, he's gonna know that that you're not his friend. So say Michael. Oh, Michael. So he doesn't like Mike. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he he he'll correct you. I'm so just you, letting you know. You know, I'm a Mike or a Michael as well. So there's that. This um, is true. This is true. <laughs> and as a matter of fact, Mazalik and, you know, Napiedi, I don't know if they're the same origin, but we both have odd last names. So, yeah, yeah, we can we, we can get on the same page. Um, and, and he lives he lives kind of close to you. He's in Philadelphia. Don't you ever say that. again? <laughs> He's a Philly boy. <laughs> hey, hey, fly, you, Eagles fly. Oh, don't. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, okay, okay. Somebody hit the button. <laughs> Ding! Uh-oh. Wait, this is my episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so tagging in, you know, past Ben's uh, 3D stuff here. So I am trying something um, here in this near future. I've been very, what's the word? I think it starts with a P. We do it quite often. Oh, procrastination. Yeah, we do that a lot. Um. There's a lot of projects that are due with them when you can uh, that I've been procrastinating pretty hard on. Actually, one of them is I, I kind of feel like AJ in saying this. Sorry, AJ, I'm going to cut you out, bud. Uh, it's Damn. been about a year, a year, wow. year and some change since I've been given this other one of these jobs. And uh, I, I think I might finally get to it. Um, I'm going on paternity leave next week. However, it's funny. I'm going on leave, but I'm going back to work for two days to load so I don't have to make those up in. How did the months go? Oh, yeah, in March. Uh, I'd have to load essentially two months worth of things in March if I didn't go next week. Uh, but my official, like, I'm not going to work at all is the following week. Uh, and that'll be nice. But I'm going to get all the projects done that I are on my list. Uh, but then also I'm going to work on a different type of award. So beautiful thing about a, Aspire and some of these programs is you can set your origin of where you're going to start your your piece. Here, here's the best part is the CNC doesn't know what the shape or the size of anything is. It only knows what you tell it. So I'm going to take a piece of cherry and a piece of walnut and I'm going to marry a I don't know the actual size yet, but we'll call it four inches tall by an inch wide piece of walnut and I'm going to Laminate it in the middle, so I'll have a piece of 13 16 cherry and 13 16 walnut, 
and I'm going to 3D carve that walnut into a badge that sits on that cherry. So the only thing left is a walnut badge on a cherry plank. And then I'm going to laser engrave the award details on it. Um, I'm going to try that out and see how that works. I think it'll work pretty well. Uh, I've seen some people do things like that kind of just with like regular inlay work. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm genuinely curious. I'll obviously do some testing, right? Because that, that's only going to take like 35 minutes to do. Uh, between roughing and um, finishing pass. It's not going to take very long uh, because I'm going to do avoid machined areas to cut some time. Uh, and then obviously um, because when you're hogging material out, it doesn't necessarily have to be perfect. Uh, but then the finishing pass will have the 5 to 6% step over uh, with a relatively nice speed. It's not going to have a lot of de- – it'll have detail, but nothing so fine that it's going to be missed. Uh, so I'm going to do that and see how that works. It's going to take a lot of accurate measuring because I'm going to want the cherry to come through the back of a part of it because there's a star in the badge and then the background is supposed to go all the way through. So I'm going to want the cherry to show through in the background um, of parts of it. And then obviously the walnut will be pronounced on top of it. So I'm pretty excited about that uh, particular job. I'm gonna finish I think that's going to look sharp. I, I hope it does, man, because I tried something like it, and I think I got my measurements off, and we're caught, we're talking like, and if if uh, my buddy Jason was in here, he'd call it an RCH, and um, <laughs> Josh, you know what it is, but it's off by Metric just... Metric or Imperial. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's off by just a tad, okay? Um, and if anybody can put what RCH is together, you'll understand. Um, but... It was off by a little bit, and I had, like, the glue line. Like, I had, like, a glue layer. So I guess I got to account for just a little extra so I can get that that background the way I want. Uh, and then I actually have a, um, a really cool job coming up. So a chief's, you know, he's been watching how I do my woodworking stuff. And he's like, hey, Nap, so I see you make shadow boxes and all these things. How about a chest? It's like, well, of course, I can make a chest. Well, he wants a rather massive chest because he wants this to double as a coffee table. Uh, mm. So that job's coming up. Oh, okay. and then here's the cool thing. And Josh is going to hate this. And I love it because he's going to hate it. It's all out of oak. Stained oak. Beautiful. <laughs> yes. No. So here's the thing. And no Throw in a little red oak. Yeah. Throw in some red oak. No, it is red oak. I have so much of it, too. I can't wait to use it. Um, but okay. But here's the thing, right? So hmm. hey, there's Jason. What's up, Jason? I didn't see you comment, man. So I didn't know you were here. But yeah, you know an RCH because well, <laughs> that's part of your name. Um, but the oak, <laughs> he said he really likes the look. Okay. So mind you, it is a chief. Okay. So a chief is in between twenty and thirty years typically. What was in style twenty to thirty years ago? Anybody? Oh, down with the sickness. Yeah, right. Oak was like the thing. And now cherry's becoming kind of the thing now, but he likes the look of oak. So I'm going to do a rather light stained oak because, I mean, don't get me wrong. Raw oak with a finish on it's not bad, but I think you put a golden oak uh, stain on it. It'll look really nice. And he doesn't want any epoxy, which, thank you, Lord. I hate epoxy. Absolutely hate that. I, I will do the details and I do it well, but I hate it. It's messy. Why, why the haterade? What's just, going on? Okay, so it, there's one of two ways to finish epoxy, and anybody can agree, is that 
you either fill it and you don't touch it again after you've done everything, right? You have a nice clean pour, nice details and stuff. You have no sanding, no real cleanup to do, and it looks great. Or you overfill, you sand it, it's completely flush, no depth whatsoever, and then you got to cover it with another finish, which could completely screw it up, you know, altogether, and you just hate yourself for it. So, you know, that's why I hate epoxy, to be honest with you, because the finish... Nav's been hurt before. I have been. Um, Some stains don't come out. <laughs> um, <laughs> but epoxy, epoxy can really, it can really mess up a project. If you don't, if you don't seal a project properly, it can really mess some stuff up. And you would have spent hours on something and, and, and just like not even minutes of work can completely F it up. And it sucks. Um, so he wants it out of oak. He wants it lightly stained. He wants it lasered, you know, with some stuff on it. Uh, he wants a shadow box in the lid, you know, stuff I've done before. Uh, and he wants it to be something that he can use as a coffee table. So I'm going to do the whole, like, old school steampunk. That's not really old school. I guess steampunk's not really old school. But, like, the, the hardware and all the things needed to make it look like a, like an actual like the- trunk. Like the brass corners. Yeah, like brass the corners. Hell, I, I might even go as far as to break out some of the leather working stuff and do those leather edges. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. I thought, I'm thought i thinking about so it just because, one, I do like this chief. Uh, and, and, two, I do want to start adding more medium into some of the things I do. And, honestly, a chest is perfect because there's accents and things. You can use different materials and really incorporate some stuff that uh, you don't do very often. Uh, I think it, it could be really cool. Uh, but we'll see. I don't know how far we're going to go. I got to see how much he's budgeting for this. I know he knows it's not cheap, but, you know, still got to ask those questions, right? Because it, it gives, gives you an idea of what you're going to do as far as the extras and the level of detail and things you're going to do. Um, but, yeah, so that that's a big, big project I got coming up. I'm going to block almost three weeks out for that where I have no other jobs. Um, but, yeah, so that's really what's going to shop. Uh, I got to clean. It's not dirty, as dirty as it could be. I did clean it a couple weeks ago. It's not like pristine, but it's organized-ish. It's not 2024 organized. Uh, but I also don't have like my own house yet that's mine forever. Uh, it's more or less a rental, really, because I might <laughs> I just pay a mortgage here until I sell it or rent it to someone else. Um, How do you guys deal with that? I'm sorry to jump in like that, but... I mean, it's got to be tough being in the military, jumping from house to house, not really having a shop of your own until, you know, until you're out, until you decide whatever you want to do. I mean, that's got to be a little frustrating at times. So, yes, frustrating, yes. But it has pros. Josh might be able to agree with me here just because we've both done it now. I get to see how I want my shop laid out multiple times. I get to learn, like, make lessons learned. There's a lot of stuff that I've learned between my Texas move to here, and guess what? And, oh, hey, by the way, great news. Apparently, I'll have plenty of time to do woodworking when I'm in Louisiana, so hopefully I can find a place with a big enough garage to do it. Uh, so I probably air conditioning. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll put a mini split in. Don't you worry. Um, <laughs> I mean, hell, I put a freaking infrared heater in this one, courtesy of Stan. Um, and that's probably going to be a selling point for this house, to be honest with you. Um but I, if I can find a place with a decent-sized garage to make a shop, I will most definitely continue woodworking. If I don't, I will have to put it on pause. Um, 
but I can tell you I've learned a lot from my first move and how I set up here uh, with a, a little bit bigger garage. What do you so. consider a decent enough shop? Like if you, if for some reason, and I wouldn't wish this on you, and I know, I know Josh feels my pain with this one car garage, but if all you had was a one car garage, could you do what, and obviously you can't, I, I can't say that you could do everything that you could, but could you at least set up to where you could make stuff? Uh, yes, actually. So let's say I go to Louisiana and I find a place that's got a one car garage and that's all I can get, right? Mm-hmm. I'm selling my saw stop. I'm selling anything 220. I'll come down and get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I will go to a back to a contractor saw that I can fold up and put away. Um, yeah. The CNC will be its thing, right? Because that's all I can do. Uh, but it'll be a saw stop contractor saw because I like the safety feature in it. Um. Th- th- yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> there'll be thing- there will obviously be things I'll have to change, right? I'll have to minimalize, mi- be- minimalize, minimize. Turn. Yeah. What? What'd you so say? you don't walk anymore, and you just turn. Yeah, exactly. Right? Um, you really do. I'll have to minimize, uh, like the larger tools, right? Um, I won't give up my joiner because that's. I can I have it on wheels currently, so I can easily tuck it somewhere and then bring it out when I need it. CNC is obviously the largest thing that would occupy the space. Laser, um, I ain't gonna lie, guys. I think my laser is gonna disappear after this move. I think I'm gonna sell it. Uh, just wow. beca- just because uh, I'm well, not I, on your way. I'm not gonna store it. That's my problem. I'm not gonna store that. Yeah, that makes sense. Hey, DM me offline, bud. <laughs> hey, 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 no bullshit. Or sorry. No BS, Tim. Uh, I ain't gonna lie to you. If someone pays for it, freight will be included, and we'll send it where it needs to go. Um, but it ain't gonna be nearly what I near what I paid for it. Okay, because I've had this thing for three years. The tube could go at any moment, and honestly, I'm not. I would. I would not screw anybody with a cost on this thing. I think I'm selling it probably for roughly like seven hundred fifty bucks. You know, because I've had it for a while. I'll take it. You know what I mean? <laughs> seven fifty one. But then obviously with freight, so it'll probably be close to a grand, you know. But yeah. honestly, that laser has been nothing okay. but good to me. 752. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if I do 50. really do, if I, if I really do sell my laser, okay, um, I'll, I will definitely talk to you guys first and see if you want it and you want to freight it to your place. And obviously, it'd help you guys set it up and all those things. But I've done mods to this thing that are irreversible, that no, many lasers have a lot of the top of the line lasers have like uh, a laser combiner and those things. Um, I don't know. We'll see. It's just again, it depends on where I'm at. You know, I bought. I have an ATC coming. I have the one the Mazo upgrade coming. They're coming at the same time. I saw the delivery. With time. all the upgrades to your CNC, it's almost like a good transition point to go away from the laser and really double down, triple down yeah. on the CNC. So yes and no. Okay, so yes, because you know that cost me, it hurt my soul. Um, I have paid about, I think I want to say a quarter of it off already with jobs I've gotten. I haven't even received the machinery yet. Um, but I also want a new laser, you know. So this one, I think it might be time, you know, out with the old and with the new type thing. It, it's kind of what it's going to be. But again, I don't know what my my, my space is going to look like. So how how do I plan? 
for what it is I'm going to get if I don't know what kind of space I'm going to have. I'm not going to go buy a 150-watt gigantic laser that fits in the corner of my garage and then, you know, do that whole thing or buy, you know, a large Avid CNC and a Onefinity and have an X-Carve also all in the same place and not use any of them. You know what I mean? So I just, I'm trying to be smart. I think the Onefinity upgrades are smart for me now uh, because yes, like you said, Tim, I can double down on CNC production because guess what? 3D carves, <laughs> that's going to be great. I don't have to do any tool changes, nothing. It's going to do it all for me. Cool. And that, and, and so Ben, that's, that's also, and thank you, Ben, for teaching me a lot of 3D stuff because guess what? Once I get to that, I'm going to be able to do so much 3D stuff. I won't have to waste any time, but the time the machine wastes because I will, won't have to change a single tool. It'll do all the touch-offs, all the probing, all the things for me. So I'm super stoked for that, and I'm, I can't wait to sell some of these 3D pieces I have planned uh, because I'll be able to batch them with ease. That's awesome. So uh, I that's fantastic and stuff. Um, Victor, have you made any progress on your CNC? Uh, you know, what's your next step with that? I know you were kind of building that thing from scratch. Right now, I have the frame. Um, so what I need to do is I need to I need to actually get the plates for the rails and the the uh, ball screw in place. Once that's in, then it's just a matter of wiring it up. It's actually further than you would think it is, but there's still a good amount because of the fact that I need to go ahead and manu- manufacture a plate. Because the way I, I'm setting it up, the two, all the all of the rails, okay, are going to have a ball screw and a rail. Mm-hmm. Right. So unfortunately, of course, the the linear rail is at a different height than the ball screw. It makes sense. So I have to I have to come up with something, right? And you know, that's that's right now I have to figure out because the problem with that too is I, w- I want to make sure that it's correct. You know, if I'm gonna have something manufactured, I don't want to find out that it's three millimeters off or, or two millimeters off and I can't use it, you know, cause yeah. this stuff isn't cheap, you know? Um, so yeah, that's why I'm planning. I'm hoping to get everything organized the way I need and then sit down and get that going and have it done by the end of the year. That is one of my goals. And I am really starting to hammer on that. Hey, Victor, Victor are you familiar with Dave Gatton? Yes. Yes, I, I've, I've okay. seen him. I haven't. Uh, I haven't followed all the things he did. Didn't he build one? I believe, and then he actually went and did he purchase a different one, or or was that somebody else? No, oh, he 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 sells plans for CNCs. He has his own designs. Okay, for CNC Gatton CNCs. Yeah. The problem is, Good, problem really is, nice guy. Really is nice. I have everything cut and ready to go. I just need to put it's in the put together stage. So, um, yeah, I wish I had somebody close enough to me that I can just mill parts, but unfortunately, I, I have to find somebody that, that can do that. You know. Understand. Yeah. Um, but one thing I did want to ask, Tim, what, what we were talking about before, you know different software, 3D, 3D carved software. Um, which is the one that you use again, Tim? SolidWorks. SolidWorks. I'm just curious. On average... How long did it take you to learn it to where you could do something, let's say, in a half an hour from start to finish? One semester. Would you say, realistically? More than a year? Basic, basically a semester. Let's put it that okay. way. Cause like, and, I, and I, I'll even like 
change that a bit too. It was a summer semester. Like we got enough people to justify the school running a semester of internal solderics. And by the end of that summer, I was drawing my own furniture. Okay. That's the coolest thing about SolidWorks is that it's really, really intuitive. And like a lot of the tools and things that they build into it just make sense. And based on what I've seen so far from Fusion, a lot of it could make sense. I just think their execution is a little clunky, hmm. but they're also not backed by a ridiculously large company like Dassault Systems. Or Vasco. Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. Um, yeah, like, I mean, it's, it's a big company, but like I said, this. And you pay a lot for the software, but it is worth it. It's really intuitive. And like I said, I, I taught my at the time my seven-year-old daughter how to use SolidWorks. She built a cat. I mean, like she extruded legs and a body and stuff like that. She did that all herself. Just like I told her how to draw pictures, how to extrude things, and how to make a hole. And she ran. Wow. Wow. Now my here we are trying. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! All the time. But it's. It's 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 the one on one training too. Like you mm-hmm. know, that's the other thing too. Like you can watch a million videos. Like if if it if it doesn't make sense, you got no one to ask. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter what software it is too. So that, I mean that is a part of it. it. Even if I were to sit down with you remote style, like share screens, I could teach Eddie Osadorix. You'd be an ace in two weeks. You know what I mean? It's it's all about the hands on hand. You know, I mean, it's, well, the one thing I, there, there are a lot of guys out there that have um, tutorials. I think some are right. better than others. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, I agree. Especially in, in the Vectric area. I don't know. I'm not real familiar with any of the other softwares because I use Vectric. But um, I'm very familiar with, with many of the tutorial guys that are out mm-hmm. there. And uh, I don't listen exclusively to Michael Mazalik, but he's the main guy that I listen to. Um, there are some others out there, and some of them are, are pretty pretty good. Some of them are not that good. So it's like anything. You have to do your own due diligence. And you, and, and you got to put in the time yourself. Exactly. <laughs> oh, like I'm you got to. That's that's really was a large part of my education not necessarily with SolidWorks but at the time it was for AutoCAD it's like there's so many folks in my AutoCAD class that we couldn't get the one-on-one so I just had to try and I hit buttons until something worked you know what I mean that's, that's what, what I'm doing when learn yes we do every day when learning anything. no I'm, I'm not I'm not I'm not even kidding I'm 360 I, I I sit there I do the video and I follow along Right. And for the most part, I get it. But then about two days later, when I forget half of the stuff that they just taught me, which I'm sure everybody does at some point, I'll sit there and start with it. And then all of a sudden, oh, wait a minute. Oh, that's right. I touched this. Okay. That worked or it didn't work. You know, unfortunately, it's a longer route of doing it, but, you know, we got to learn somehow. But the lesson, the lesson that you learned from that oops and from accident sticks with you. Mm-hmm. But I don't know about you guys. Do you notice that? I mean, the videos are great, but I find that if I follow along with the video and make what they're making, whatever it is, yeah. it seems to stick a little bit better, you know, than just Absolutely. me watching that's, a video. Because that's a characteristic of a good tutorial video, too, is like it's the draw with me type thing. Right. You know what I mean, 
Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I'm going to be clicking this button. Your button might be over here, but you know, this is what we're doing. Well, now you do it. That type of thing. And it, I think that's uh, why I give so much praise for the one-on-one um, learning because it's one thing to say, you know, click this button and it does this. It's another thing to say, okay, you're going to click this button because of this. Mm-hmm. Like if you have a uh, tangential experience to go along with it or a reason for why you're doing that, that, I don't know, to me, it gives more reasoning behind the decision to click that function. If that makes sense. No, oh, God, it makes perfect yeah. sense. Otherwise, I just call Josh or Nap on things. So how do you do this? So I need to um, get I'm still waiting for Nap to call me back to help me out with this other epoxy thing. And um, <laughs> um, so, oh, I'm you sorry. You the button again. <laughs> um, I, I actually had, uh, I, I have not been in my shop in, since Thanksgiving. Um, a lot of things have been going on in my life, my wife's wife. We've had some medical issues, surgeries. Um, so this past week, I finally got in my shop. And I did a little project, and uh, because I haven't been out there in a while, um, I forgot a couple of little simple things. I was doing an inlay, and uh, the board said it was three inches wide and 24 inches long, and I cut it to the length that I wanted. I cut the pocket for the inlay, and I put the board in. The board was not three inches wide. It was two and seven-eighths. So now I've got this nice little gap all the way around. And I went. You mean border? Yeah, yeah, a little border. So, <laughs> so what, I said, what I said was, what would Nap and Josh do? Character. Epoxy. No, epoxy. So Ben's, Ben stirred up the epoxy and he poured it in. And everything looked great. And I went to bed. I got up the next morning. I came out. And my board in the pocket is up like this. It's oh, at an loaded. angle. Oh, no. The Remember? epoxy went underneath and pushed the board up as it hardened. <laughs> and, we got and a flutter. Then left, <laughs> and then left a really nice, a really nice bigger gap <laughs> than there was. He's got to sand it down. Well, no, I, I, I didn't sand it. I got the surface bit out. I resurfaced, brought it back down. Poured another layer of epoxy on that one side, waited for it to um, harden, surfaced it again. Uh, like Nap talks about, you know, if you overpour, and, and I can't do a straight pour, I, I'm always overpouring. But what I have done different now, Nap, is I bought different grades of sandpaper all the way up to uh, 1200. And so I basically buff it, shine that epoxy. And that's what I used to do with my pens when I did that too. You always, with the acrylic, you use micro mesh and you went from a thousand grit to 12,000 grit and it, it micro polishes the epoxy, the the acrylic and epoxy is just a plastic once it dries. So I use the same. Are you telling us, and I just want to make sure you're sanding your projects. Is, Is this correct? It, it was it was a flat <laughs> board. Sir, can you uh flat, can you say that flat board? Got him. <laughs> Josh is laughing because I called him and I was complaining about this. I was like, "Damn it!" And um, 
but yeah, I did. I sanded it. I got it to polish up. Um, and so I will finish that project once I get back home. I, I, uh, had to leave home for some other reasons. And, uh, I'm actually at my vacation place right now for the next couple of weeks. Um, yeah, I, I, I was missing the fancy wooden shelving background. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The office. So this is, this is the other office. Um, Very nice. hold but, on, uh, Stan for, okay. I'm sorry, but this chat is wild. What? I did not Uh-oh. skip leg day, fool. <laughs> Shut your mouth, Stan. Just because you got some Ninja Turtle looking legs doesn't mean I skip leg day. It's genetics, okay? You cradle a granny mother. Anyways. Um, I think we hit a sore spot there. You did, okay? I have socks. I have chicken legs on them because I've been called chicken leg for most of my life. I thought up the lions. He didn't say a word. This, forget it. Hey, dope for real. That's hilarious. I've tried growing my calves since I was like 21. That shit doesn't work. (laughs) All right. Uh, uh, It's definitely genetics. But uh, hold on. I don't need to stand up. I'm going to do like, I'm going to show some leg, you know, but you got to pay extra for that. That's like that fifty-dollar uh, patron that's, tier. That's that the upper exist. upper tier of Patreon that we don't talk uh, about. We need we need to put the disclaimer out there: not appropriate for all ages. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but it's appropriate for all. This is Nation after dark. <laughs> He's calling you out. Hey, listen, he can call me out, but I'll tell you what: I'll break him from I'll break him seven days to Sunday. I'll tell you what, yeah. uh, Stan. I live in North Dakota. I'll give you my address, home, and we can meet up and duke it out. All right, let's go, Royal Rumble. No, but I love Stan. Oh man, Stan's a good dude. Um, so, but anyway, the re- the reason I told that little story about my epoxy snafu was because I did the, the I broke the simple basic rule, and and that was the that you know you got to measure, you got it, you just can't take things for granted, and yep. and I did, um, so you know lessons learned again. You just you got to go back to basics sometimes and and just follow your your regular steps and don't skip steps i think that's the bottom line don't don't skip steps um you know they always say measure twice cut once right and um so again you know little simple things uh but it was fun to get back out in the shop i really did enjoy it and i'm actually working on some projects while i'm here uh on the the software putting them together so when i get back um, I can uh, get back in the shop and, and really start putting some things together. So, and I'm going to attempt my first uh, um, box, um, but I'm doing puzzle boxes, and I'm going to be doing a, my first attempt at a puzzle box when I get back. So awesome. I'm really excited about that. A box where you actually have to looking forward to seeing it. Use it as a puzzle and open it type of box, or. Oh, yeah, right. it's a ten. It's it's a ten move puzzle box oh, that nice. I'm doing. Wow! So um, I'll I'll keep you guys uh, posted on how that goes. It it may take a little while. <laughs> <laughs> my my goal is if I can get the the prototype to work, I can batch out the parts, and then just you know piece them together. So that that's my my goal, is to be able to to make it, get all the correct measurements, and then batch it out. Because you can you can cut on the CNC, cut it on the laser, whichever, and uh, then you know piece it together. Just gotta dive into it. I mean, I have never <laughs> made 
a box before and recently a friend of a friend is looking for like a a fancy-ish type jewelry box complete with like the little like fold out things and stuff like that and like okay i can tackle it because you know i'm gonna cad the hell out of it in solderworks ahead of time but when it comes down to actually you know putting the sides together and stuff like that i've never really done that I've made a giant table, but I feel like that's a whole different realm than making an actual good-looking box, even a simple box. So I'll, I'll be reaching be out to Josh, and <laughs> oh, I'm going to be reaching out to Josh and Nap and and T yep. is the, oh, yeah. uh, Terrell. Uh, he's part of the the group. Uh, he's going to be coming over to my house and helping out, and uh, so I'm excited about that. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting, but we're going to have fun doing it. Very, very cool. Many times has everybody awesome. tried to make a box thinking it was easy? Oh, geez. I've never tried. Have you to you oh, oh, then it's really easy, Tim. Don't worry about it. You no problem. Bob. Fair <laughs> I mean, it's just, sitting there for a guy for it's just six sides. How hard can it be? <laughs> uh, by the way, actually, don't let these guys fool you. That shit is harder than it looks. <laughs> I'm, Why'd I'm you have to? Come on. <laughs> well, it depends, though. Are we talking just like. Let me just put these sides together. I made a box. Or are we going like dovetails? Are we going finger joints? Are we going half laps? Hell like, I what know. are we doing? Are we doing miters? I, I hate am... those. <laughs> miters are the worst. Mm. <laughs> like I really want I really want to do like a finger style joints on the corners. I think I can figure that out all right. But dovetails, I've never done a dovetail before. I've done a bow tie, but not a dovetail. A dovetail? I did a figure I did uh, I've done two finger joint boxes on my CNC. With the soft, the, the, the vectric software, and it actually came out pretty decent. Hmm. You use the box generator or whatever. Yes, oh, I did. Nice. I sure did, and then I cut it on the CNC, and it it went right together. I had, I had to actually use the hammer that Stan made for me, uh, and and hammer the joints in place, and then I was like, well, how am I going to take it apart to put the glue in? <laughs> it never took any glue. It's it is still put together today. It is solid. <laughs> That's a good box. So there is a giant uh, cheat mode built into uh, SolidWorks where you can basically build a box, you hit flatten, whomp, and it lays everything out. <laughs> you just cut the pieces. <laughs> it's exactly what Vector oh. does. I love it. Okay. Before we wrap it up, do you guys want to go ahead and uh, tell people where they can find you so they can go ahead and push that follow button and follow your journeys as well? Starting off with Tim. No, just look up Gears and Fire, one word, on Instagram. That is the only place you can really find me. Otherwise, my email is gearsandfire1979 at gmail.com if you have any questions. Ben? Ben. Uh, Beachtime Woodworks. Um, I'm, on, I'm on Instagram. I do have a Facebook page, but I very rarely ever use it. Uh, I actually have a, I actually have a web page. And, uh, oh, big news for that. Um, I actually just signed a contract to have my webpage redesigned. Um, and my, one of my goals this year is to actually kind of start using it. Um, (laughs) so we're going, we're actually going to, uh, put some of my products that most people never see and, uh, put some things out there. Uh, so I've been inspired by, by a couple of different people, uh, Josh and to do this. So um uh yeah 
we're we're going to do that. So Beachtime Woodworks. Nice. Nice. .com. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Not dot org, not dot org. <laughs> it uh, is beach and if you want to email me, it's info at beachtimewoodworks.com. Yes. Gearsandfire.com does exist, but it is a train wreck. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, you can catch me on uh, IG, Wim Designs. Um, you can email me, uh, Wim Designs uh, at gmail.com. Um, and uh, if you want to reach out to any other spots, like I said, Etsy will be coming soon for any products that I plan on putting out. And again, I just want to put out there, I do appreciate any support. So. Go out and buy something, please. Thank you. <laughs> Support your makers. Josh. Oh, if you don't know how to find me, you can go ahead and slide into my DMs on Instagram, Facebook, or my website. Um, it's all under North Country Woodworking. Um, and then the website is northcountrywww.com. Love to hear from you. And if you just want to talk shop or buy a product, either or, I'll be there. Nap. And then wrapping it up. So, yep, you can find me at Naps Nightworks uh, LLC, or you can go and find me at uh, Facebook, same thing. Uh, or you can email me at Naps Nightworks uh, 2020 at Outlook.com. Uh, but also, overall, because, hey, listen, our plugs are great. But then if you want to hear something from the podcast specifically, or if you want to go ahead and uh, give us a question or anything, you can look us up at Sato Station Podcast on the old IG or you can get a hold of us at sodasationpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, sending us questions there. Um, we would love to hear from you, uh, as the makers uh, on this particular episode have said. Uh, and then outside of that, um, we love you all. We hope you have a great night. We hope you enjoy both episodes. This is a two-parter. We love you all. We appreciate the support. Uh, patrons, Daniel, PWNCNC, and Total Boat, uh, we wish you all the best and we will see you next time go make some sawdust sawdust nation out